97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC Journalism Professor Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the return of pro tennis and perhaps the return of college tennis. Our guest, Brian Calbus, head coach of the UNC women's tennis team. So, Brian, let's start with the big news. Serena Williams, 102 match wins at the U.S. Open. Can you put that into context for us? Well, um, it seems like yesterday when, uh, you know, Venus kind of stepped onto the, the scene and, um, and, her, and her father, who coached them both growing up, didn't play juniors, said, you got to watch out for Serena. Serena's better than Venus. And um, she's more powerful. She's more athletic. She's going to change the game. And, um, man, uh, between the two of them, especially Serena, she changed the, uh, the landscape, landscape of, of women's tennis uh, forever. The way the power game now and the athleticism is, 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 is so amazing. And for her to, to win that many matches at the U.S. Open, the longevity after having a baby um, and just still going strong um, is just is, is, is absolutely remarkable. You talk about the longevity. She has now played professionally in four different decades, the tail end of the 90s, now the beginning of the 2020s, and, uh, and there have been some dominant stretches in there. So, again, the, the 102, uh, that, that is a record for match wins of an athlete of either sex, male or female. 102 times she has won at the U.S. Open. Well, she's um, she set so many records. Uh, she, I, I, she's, in my opinion, she's the most dominant, uh, best, um, you know, female athlete, female tennis player, and I think she's the best female athlete uh, ever. Um, so she's she's accomplished that much. She's she's you know, won uh, so many things, singles, doubles. Not many people, at, you know, play doubles, and she's she's um. She's never lost. She's never lost a Grand Slam doubles championship, which is I think she's uh, uh, 15 and 0 or something like that. And and then obviously won a gold medal with her sister uh, playing doubles. So she's really done it all. There's there's nothing she hasn't done in the sport of tennis and record wise that uh, you know she, you know she either holds them all or she will eventually hold them all. And and having 102 wins at the U.S. Open is is just it, it, it's amazing the longevity. He's talking about four decades, but the success. But also, you know, just having, um, you know, the ability, the love and the passion to, to con- continue to do it, you know, even now, as I said, even after she's had a, a child. And um, I guess she won the last Grand Slam she won. She didn't know us at the time, but I guess she was she was pregnant with her with her child at the time. So which is pretty incredible. So now uh, the next big record that she would be shooting for if she wins the U.S. Open, she will have tied Margaret Court with 24 major titles again can you put that into context for us well what margaret court did was it was phenomenal but um you know again back in her day uh most of the players were amateurs so um for you know it didn't look like that would ever be duplicated and accomplished um but you know for for somebody like serena who's doing it in the open era where 
you know, there's there, every country is represented and there's so much, um, there's so much more money um, involved. So, you know, for, for Serena to dominate the way she has, um, and have the opportunity to tie Margaret Court is is absolutely phenomenal. It's so much harder to do, and I don't think it will. I don't think, you know, if she does it, uh, I don't think it will ever be duplicated again, just because of the nature of the game has changed so much. And just because of the way things have gone, because of COVID lockdowns and everything, you have the. Uh, I think it's the French that was postponed, and that's going to be played at the end of this month. So it's possible um, that she could have two major wins. Uh, here in the month of September 2020 and take the record. Yeah, I mean, you, again, you never, I mean, Serena's done things that nobody else has done and you don't, never, you can never count her out. There's matches where she's playing where, you know, okay, she's, she's, there's no way she can win. She's down match point. Um, she looks like she doesn't have the energy and, and, and the, the stamina to, you know, to, to get it done. And, and she proves everybody wrong time and time again. So for her to, to win this U.S. Open and win the French would not would would not be a out of the realm of possibilities for for someone like Serena who who really seems to rise to the occasion whenever it's there for her. Yeah, uh, the the pundits are talking about uh, if she has this is her better chance the U.S. Open because six of the top ten players are not in the tournament, and you know if she wins there's going to be an asterisk. It's like who cares. You know, if you win 24 major titles in anything, you are, if not the best, certainly among the best of all time. There, there will not be an asterisk in my, in my mind because of, um, you know, I, Federer said it really, really best. And Federer obviously was injured and had surgery and not playing. He said, um, yeah, there's still, the depth of the game is still so, so strong. There's not a big difference between, really the top 10 players and really the top 50 players. Uh, it's so, so deep. Um, and you got players that are pl playing so well deep in, in, in their age. You got players that are playing college tennis. Jennifer Brady is playing unbelievable tennis right now. Um, and she's one of the hotter players. So they're you know, really, um, as Federer said, it, it's still going to be an incredible tough test to, to win the men's or women's U.S. Open, no matter who's playing. Uh, I don't know, Brian, if you've been able to catch any of the action, but how strange is it that there are no fans? I mean, it's not like that's uncommon these days, but it's just so weird to watch any sport and, and there be no fans there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it uh, definitely, I'm, again, um, I've been watching it. I've been following it. I, you know, I started golf started earlier and with no fans and, um, I think, you know, Rory McIlroy was saying how difficult it was to get used to it. Now, obviously, it's taken him a while to get to get used to it. And he's kind of um, uh, figured it out now and, and did really well this last tournament. Serena, you know, played in Lexington mainly because I think she wanted to get used to having no fans. And, you know, she played her sister and that was an incredible match. I think that felt like just a little practice match for her. And that was probably the highest level match she's played. Um, and then obviously, you know, in, in the the Western Southern Open, you know, no fans at the U.S. Open. That must have been really, really strange for her, having no fans where she really thrives on that, that New York crowd kind of pulling her through when, she, you know, when she's on her, her, you know, she's not on her game or she's struggling and, uh, and lifts, her, lifts her up. And for probably Serena more than anybody, it really helps her because they're cheering for her and against her opponent. So that is a really uh, huge factor 
uh, in her motivation and kind of pushing her over there. Cause there've been so many matches recently where Serena is at the finish line and she can't, she can't get over the hump. And I think that the crowd really helps her kind of get over that hump uh, and, and stay energized and play that, uh, that aggressive style game that is, it, it, you know, she's so known for. Sports Focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with Brian Calvis, head coach of the UNC women's tennis team. Uh, Brian, we spent the entire first block talking about Serena Williams. And, and I want to know, where did you fall down that, that you weren't able to get Serena to come play for UNC? <laughs> yeah, um, I've, uh, I've had a lot of players say no to me. And unfortunately, Serena was uh, one that didn't say no because she, uh, she was too good. Um, but uh, uh, it's, it's, really, um, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, the, the girl that beat her in, in Lexington um, was Shelby Rogers, who we actually had in for a visit. And, um, you know, I offered her a scholarship too, obviously, and she ended up deciding to, uh, you know, to turn pro and not go to college. But, you know, she did beat Serena uh, a couple weeks ago. So uh, there are so many, you know, I mean, there's so many players that are, are kind of at that, you know, level. Uh, but there is only one Serena. And, um, you know, that's why she, you know, she is what, who she is and she's accomplished so much. Yeah, I was looking through the draw a little bit uh, earlier today, and you see uh, you talked about the level of competition. Number 12 is already out, you know, got beat by somebody who's not ranked. And there were three or four examples of that. It's like, you know, I think parity has really taken hold, uh, at least on the women's side, in pro tennis. Well, Pliskova, the number one seed, lost yesterday um, in, in the uh, second round. Um, and that's, you know, here, you, you would never have experienced that, um, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, where the number one seed in the U.S. Open, is, you know, is out uh, in, the, in, the second, in the second round. There's so much depth. And again, as you mentioned, six of the top 10 players weren't even playing. So it just shows you how strong the, you know, the women's game is and how deep it is. Um, I think the first day, well, the second, I think yesterday, I think there was, I, I think there was eight of the top 20 seeds lost. So it's, uh, it's really, it's really remarkable how, how the quality of play. And again, there's, I think there was, um, uh, there's 18 former collegiate players that are playing today, um, singles and doubles, including one of our players, Haley Carter, um, who won her first round in the U.S. Open doubles. Um, and um, so she and Louisa Stefani, who played at Pepperdine, are, you know, are, they're both ranked top 40 in the world. And, um, and Haley is, you know, played world team tennis, you know, last, last month for the Springfield Lasers. So it's, there, there's, um, there's so much depth and there's so much talent uh, in the game of women's tennis right now. And, and it's exciting to see. Besides Haley, who should we be looking for, if not in the U.S. Open, uh, you know, in the coming year or two from, uh, with UNC ties? Well, uh, Jamie Loeb is also out there playing. Um, and uh, she's um, – she didn't quite make the U.S. Open this year, but she has in the past. Um, she and Haley are our classmates, and um, they they've been doing extremely well. Um, Haley is is one of the top doubles players in the world right now. Um, Jamie got the Oracle hundred thousand dollar grant, so to help her fund her pro career. So she's she's on um, uh, trying to to really crack that top one hundred. 
Um, and then, you know, obviously our players right now, we have, we have 13 girls on our team now. Our three uh, seniors, we call them super seniors now because they're back, but they all want to be pro tennis players. And they, um, they're, they're looking to use this last year of college to, to you know, find, refine their games to when they get on the, on the pro tour, they're ready to go. And I think they all have, have the, uh, the potential to do extremely well. Um, Cam Mora, Ali Sanford, you know, those, those guys are really, um, you know, eager and excited to, and they've played pro, uh, pro tournaments and done extremely well in the past. So there's a lot of our players have those aspirations. And I think, again, it shows what Jennifer Brady is doing. Um, you know, you, you got so many college players that are, that are doing extremely well after spending time in college. And so, you know, the excitement is there for our players to see that it has been done and um and they and they're excited to 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 prove that they're you know they're they could be successful in in that goal of their life so brian we heard earlier this week that uh three of the international players so i think that makes a difference but international players for the unc women's soccer team did decide to go ahead and go pro all of your super seniors decided to come back is the difference that they are domestic players or or is there more to it than that I think it's, I think it is part of it. I think it, I think, um, uh, I, 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 again, our players really, maybe because they're Americans, they really love, love Chapel Hill. They love the college tennis. They love our program and, um, and everything about it. And, uh, even last year when they were seniors, they, they just didn't even want to be called seniors. They just, they, they didn't want their time you know, they, they, they sensed the clock ticking and they didn't want it to end. And so when they got an opportunity to have an extra year, thanks to Roy and Wanda Williams, you know, paying for them to come back and which is incredible uh, and such generosity and love for Call of Carolina Athletics to have those, you know, super seniors do that. They, they jumped at the chance. There was no, no questioning, no second guessing. So they, them to have the ability to do that um, this year, um, probably because of maybe this is, this is their dream. This is what they love doing. And, um, uh, and partly maybe because there, there isn't really a full-time pro circuit right now as well. So why not get some incredible training at, you know, at one of the best uh, institutions in the country and, um, and st- you know, again, stay, you know, get another minor. Uh, McKenna's getting a, a master's in sports at, in sports administration. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that they can do. And obviously Lex is getting a minor in journalism. So it's really incredible for them to have these opportunities that potentially weren't available for them unless this pandemic hit because they're turning a negative into a positive. Sports Focus. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking about uh, women's pro tennis, women's college tennis. Uh, we're talking with Brian Cowis, who is the head coach of the UNC women's tennis team. So, Brian, how important is it that football be able to play a season so that you can then play your season? So, I think, um, again, I'm not an expert, um, but I know that it's important for football uh, to play um, – to help all the Olympic sports just have some kind of uh, longevity within their sport, whether it's this year or into the future, it's really, really important. Um, I think it's important for football to play so that basketball can play. And if basketball doesn't play more closer to the spring sports, 
it might be harder for us to, to, to play. Um, so um, I, I really, I, I, you know, I, again, I feel for all these fall sports because we went through it in the spring and having to have your, you know, either program shut down like we had ours or now the fall sports are either having it, you know, cut in half or potentially being delayed to the spring. And um, so they're, they're trying to, they're trying to look out for the student athlete and say, you know, you can opt out. Um, you have those options. Um, academically, you can take pass fail. They're doing everything they can to kind of uh, make it easy on them uh, mentally and emotionally. Um, so, but um, I know our team is, is, is just working really hard and they, they love every single minute of being, you know, out there on the court practicing with each other. Unfortunately, we're not able to compete this fall due to the ACC uh, rules and regulations not allowing us to play uh, during, you know, during obviously this pandemic. So we have no fall competition. So that, you know, just enables us to practice and, um, and just get better every single day. And, and our players are really enjoying it at the, at, at the moment. So we, I think we've talked before, and, and uh, certainly it's been a topic of discussion that, you know, preparing for the best in a situation that nobody has ever faced before. So the mindset of your players has to be, we have to be ready, right? Even we don't know what's going to happen, but we have to be ready if the opportunity comes. Yeah, I think I, several of the uh, amazing you know, UNC coaches that I always learn and listen uh, from, you know, you know, Roy and Karen Shelton, Jenny Levy, Anson Dorrance, um, Mac Brown, uh, they're all, they, basically they all say the same thing. It's like, you want to, you want to win uh, this, uh, this uncertainty time period. You want to, you, you want to get better during this time period. So um, you want to come out of this, uh, this, you know, period better than, than you were. If not, then others will have passed you by. So um, the ACC, we're all in the same boat. I mean, you know, we have the best, arguably the best conference tennis, women's tennis in, in, in the country. We had, um, uh, I mean, last year we were ranked one, Florida State was two. You know, we had, I think we had, at one time we had seven of the top 10 teams, you know, so uh, it, 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 we have arguably the best conference. So when, when you have, the, you know, when you're in the same boat as some of the best teams, it's, it's what you're doing that's making a difference. How are you getting better? And, um, you know, we have a, a Tar Heel value system that we, you know, we've established and instituted, and we're just trying to use that value system now to kind of get us better and stay motivated and stay hungry during this kind of uncertain uh, time period that we're in right now. All right, Brian, so we have only about 30 seconds left. Yeah, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, right? You have Mia Hamm, who some people have, have called the GOAT. Um, Serena. Is, is she the goat of women's tennis in your opinion? 30 seconds. 100%. She's the, she's, she changed the game. She's accomplished more than anybody else has. She's, I think she's the best female athlete of all time. And so I think she's the goat of, um, uh, of women's tennis for sure. And um, could be arguably one of the best, if not the best athlete of all time. Maybe one of those recent uh, players to graduate out of your program or one of the ones uh, just about to graduate out will challenge that one day. That does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Brian Calvis. Thanks also to producer Chip Sweeney. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.
Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.